Guess who? It's me again. It's five o'clock. Do you care what the mainstream media says? What's up, fam? You out there? You listening? What's up? What's up? What's up? How's it going, guys? Another day in the life. How are you guys doing out there today? Happy Monday, the 24th of October. Another eventful Monday coming your guys' way. A lot of stuff to get through today. We have uh, a full slate of interesting topics to talk about today. So we'll begin to those momentarily. It's great to, great to see you guys working your way out there today. I hope you guys had a great weekend. Tell me how your, week, how your weekend was. Did you guys get a chance to uh, relax, chill, get away from it all, just kind of uh, go into chill mode, so to speak. So hoping to hear that uh, from you guys. Had a chance to kind of, you know, put it all down and just kind of get away from it all. And uh, I, I, know, I know I definitely did. I uh, spent a lot of time uh, over there at my bro's place, uh, helping him out, making sure he, his, his uh, stuff's getting ready for the winter. Uh, as you guys know, it's always the mad dash as summer flies by, you hit fall, and then all of a sudden it's the realization that, uh, well, shit, um, winter's going to be right around the corner here, and I suppose I should probably get some shit done for the winter. So uh, a lot of uh, the neighborhoods, uh, you know, getting the snowblowers uh, fired up, you know, getting getting uh, uh, <laughs> the, the winter clothes brought out and all that kind of stuff. So it's that kind of season up here in the upper Midwest. So uh, for you guys, uh, you know, the if you haven't uh, been up this way, uh, this time of the year is uh, two things. Number one, place hell on your sinuses as uh, – <laughs> As the farmers get to work and uh, and you know plow the fields, and then the fall kicks in with all the all the leaves falling and everything, uh, that's the first thing that happens a lot up here. And then the other thing that happens is, uh, yeah, the leaves uh, change, and it's uh, it's it's just the change of the seasons that you don't get in other places around the country. It's just a, you know you get that that seventy degree day, that seventy five degree sunny day. It's just a beautiful day. And then you get that uh, couple months of sixties. It's just beautiful, and you know people people down south are putting coats on when it gets sixty and shit. You know, so I don't know about you guys down there. I don't, I think you guys are missing out on something up here. It's it's a beautiful time of the year up here. Windows open, fresh air coming in from the north, and. Uh, um, it's, um, it's just a great time to, uh, to enjoy it up here. So I see a lot of, uh, tourists in the area too. Uh, this is a really just a great area just to visit. Uh, if you're looking for something out there, uh, it's a great area. So 
I'm um, kind of enjoying that this weekend. Got a shit ton done with my bro this weekend. Uh, getting a lot of stuff uh, for him, you know, getting his garage kind of buttoned up and stuff. So yesterday and the day before, just did a shit ton of stuff. We, we, we're we going to get some stuff done today, but Mondays and Tuesdays for both of us is, you know, back into the grind and, and trying to stay on top of what's happening out there. So a lot of that stuff. Uh, and then today's press conference, I was like, yeah, I might as well go ahead and cover that today, see what they have going on. We'll cover that in just a moment here. The DOJ's press conference earlier today, they were about, uh, I don't know, half hour late or so, but uh uh, covering some uh, Chinese malign influence operations in the DOJ, which is interesting. But we'll cover that here in just a moment. Um, also, there's uh, Hunter Biden back in the news. Uh, Garrett Ziegler had a great interview um, that he did that I wanted to cover parts of that today, um, as well as an article with regards, of course, to the Hunter Biden scandal. Seems like nobody really wants to talk about that, so we will make sure we will talk about that. Um, and then uh, I find it, and... Um, and a couple of great patriots over there with Methods uh, had did a, uh, a podcast that they released today from their previous one. As you guys know, we, we talked about that the last time. Um, they, they released a podcast, or M3 released a podcast over there on uh, his uh, platform, m2madness.com. Uh, so um, Amethyst Cat and I find it, and Methods kind of had a comment review from When Ghosts Lose Their Haunt which was their previous podcast, which was extremely interesting. And I, I think I might actually go back and listen to it for a third time and then listen to this one again. Uh, there's there's so much, you know, you you can take in. There's only so much you can take in, and you miss some things when you're processing stuff in your mind, and you miss kind of a another thought that somebody else says. So I want to make sure I get that covered today. There's a couple of sections, uh, or at least a section on there that I want to cover from M3 today as well. So that'll be interesting. We'll get that covered as well today. I see a lot of great patriots working their way out here today getting themselves uh, accommodated to their front row seats here at the Uncensored Platform. Thanks, you guys, for being here today. I see we have a lot of great patriots over there on the Foxhole.app working their way uh, into the fold today. Badlands Media going live at 4 today with Woke Societies and John Q. Public. So that's pretty cool. Good for them. See them uh, um, expanding their platform out there. Good luck to them. Uh, Based Amy, Mr. C, True Reporting, Jolly Roger, 412 Productions, Sloan TVs, Pastor Chatelet, WRH Rivero and Patriot News all live right now. You can look forward to a lot of stuff on the foxhole.app, pill.net. Later on today, better lately, Awaken Atlanta, Neo, uh, Brad, CGZ, DSN, and uh, many others going to be going live, as well as Average Joe Patriot at 10 Central and uh, many others. Season Pixels, quite frankly. So check that out when you guys get time. The foxhole.app, pill.net. If you don't have a, uh, an account over there, you should make one over there. It's an awesome platform. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's a great way to support content creators. So thanks guys, everyone over at the Foxhole.app for being here today. And thank you all for the support already. 700 gold pills. And then Karen and Belushi. Thank you that winter. What's that? Thanks for the help, bro. No, not a problem. You know me, bro. I'm, I'll do whatever I can to, uh, to help you out. It, it keeps me busy too. So, you know, it's <laughs> two double heads are uh, two wins, right? Two birds with one stone. So. Um, it's been fun helping you out, bro. And we got a lot done. So it's, uh, we'll get some more done here in the next couple days for sure. So thanks guys. Everyone over there, everyone over there on Twitch. Thanks for the new follows, Kelly B, Maggie and rogue. Appreciate the uh, new follows there. Five bits, uh, three hours ago from love Francis and Brian resubscribing yet, uh, today as well from the previous uh, show from the DOJ's announcement earlier today. So thanks guys from Twitch for the new follows and, and the uh, guys over there. Appreciate that very much. Uh, what did I do with my rumble stream? Did I, yeah, where did it go? Is that Rumble? Oh, so I put it over here so I could see it with, along with the other chat. Hey, how about that? Um, 
Chris and Glenn and a bunch of lurkers over there on Rumble today. Thanks, guys. So do me a favor. Uh, tell somebody in your favorite social media to come hang out with us. Tell them why you listen. And tell them, come hang out with us and enjoy the time. Uh, we'll be covering all the, all the great uh, content from the stuff out there today. Johnny B's in the house. Jane, um, many others. Brian, thanks for being. Thanks for the new sub, bro. I appreciate that. Or the resub, I appreciate it. Karen, you keep me up, uh, guys, keep me up late on Shadow 9. Yeah, last night was fun, too. It's something to do. I mean, you know, I'm sitting around like just watching. I mean, like, hey, calling. I'm like, what do you? Why not? You know what I'm saying? So, so there you go. Um, Tori is looking for uh, her honeydew list to get taken care of. I, I, Joe's is long enough. I got to tell you, his his is his will last until next year. <laughs> He's got a honeydew list like you haven't seen in a while. Thanks for the gold pills, uh, Glenn. Who cares news? Much love to you, bro. Appreciate it very much. All right. Let's hop straight to it. I want to I want to start straight with M3 and um and what they had uh, out there today. Well, actually first let me start here with uh <laughs> with the Babylon B and we'll get the laughs going. We'll start off with the laughs here today and then we'll we'll uh we'll get into M3 here today. New breakthrough treatment for depression. <clears throat> Just a giant BFE, big fucking hammer, BFH, to smash your phone with. Today's from Health News from New York. Pfizer has announced the launch of a new breakthrough treatment for depression. Thoroughville, a pharmaceutical that consists of a heavy metal head mounted on a right angle at the edge of a handle. Patients prescribed Thoroughville... <laughs> can use the object to smash their cell phones into tiny pieces, instantly curing all depression. We found that when patients smashed their smartphones into tiny pieces with a claw hammer, 100% of them saw an immediate and lasting decrease in depression symptoms. A Pfizer researcher, Fritz von Schleswig-Hausen, we don't yet understand the connection between smashing your phone and being instantly cured of depression, but you can't argue with the results. I think we should try that sometime. It's a great idea. What's up, Key True? I was you around hours? Yeah. Yep, yep. Listen to this. Can I have your attention, please, ladies and gentlemen? What's up, Z? Can I have your attention, please? Listen very carefully to the wise words of Amethyst Cat, and I find it. And M3 sums it up beautifully at the end. And I'll get you guys the link out there for this if you haven't seen it yet. But it's great to hear from M3 and I find it. And adding the wise words of Amethyst Cat. Uh, let's see here. Let me. How about I fix my audio before I try playing that? That'd be cool. You guys want to actually hear this? <laughs> Check this out. You ready? This, of course, leading me into a multi-year depressive state, blaming myself for failing when God was there all along trying to give me the answers. The difference this time around is instead of me being my own judge, jury, and executioner for my past mistakes, I have learned to appreciate the troubled journey and what I learned from it as well as the thickening of the skin, so to speak, from my previous encounters with what I consider to be hell on earth through the painful lens of the soul. I've also been working on making it a habit to listen for God's guidance when faced with similar trials that life seems to schedule without sending over the memo to mark my calendar. I have battled with ghosts from past decisions, 
On sleepless nights, the ghosts like to come fully loaded with reminders of past mistakes, attempting to pull me back into the regret-shame spiral, looking for any weakness in my armor to land that devastation hit. Depending on what I'm going through, sometimes determines how long I let them torment me, or attempt to torment me. While I don't want to completely forget past mistakes, I do have lessons to learn. They are in the past for a reason. With a truly repentive heart comes forgiveness. I have to recognize the ghosts for what they are. Demons trying to trick me into carrying their millstones. Once I recognize their tricks, it gets easier to banish them from my mind. I've questioned the substance behind this comment to myself quite a few times. Self-worth. Putting a price tag on your own existence and then haggling with ourselves about why the price should be cheaper. As if we don't even deserve to be cared for by our creator, which we have no problem admitting we love so much, but wonder why we're worth a second glance. Pass me up this time, God. I'm, I'm good. There's someone else in more need, and I'm, I'm just a sinking ship. The single most deteriorating factor, in my opinion, of that mindset is how we're able to turn down the volumes of the ones around us that dare to argue our discount price tags. The ones that encourage and lift us up and tell us how much we mean to them, which can sometimes only further the hole we find ourselves digging, wondering one of two things. One, why they would lie about how much I'm worth, or two, why I'm worth caring for in the first place. See, this is God revealing himself through others if I had to take a stab at it. If I wouldn't listen to the voice speaking to me in my darkest hours while I'm alone, Maybe I would listen to those whom I trust who are close enough to tell me the truth about myself when I tend to start rewriting my own marketing campaign of existence to ultimately bottom out and become another discontinued product of my own brand. The most compelling thought I've had while I've been juggling this response is that we aren't just worth saving one time and left to fend for ourselves forever, but that saving can happen every single day. I mean, it reminds me how a close friend told me that I can't be expected to bat a thousand all the time, but that doesn't mean my record is tarnished or ruined. It means I'm human. Because... Man. You gotta appreciate a well-thought-out uh, string of words like that. You know what I'm saying? You really gotta appreciate the, the effort that it takes to put into something like that. And, and so much of what, you know, methods and <laughs> you must be lost and I find it and, you know, those guys have been putting together as far as content creation. I really appreciate the angle that they're going. They're trying to kind of, you know, get beyond the fold of what we've been trapped into and, and have a little bit deeper discussions about, um, you know, spirituality and, and this whole journey. And it's a lot of us have been reflecting on that. And Amethyst Cat just... God bless you. You have no idea who you connect with when you when you bring together things like this. I'm gonna go listen to it again. I, I, I listened. I've, I think every single one of these I've listened to probably at least twice, for sure at least twice. The first couple I think three times, but this one again I. I mean I've even said it here like. I'm not worthy, you know. I it's it's uncomfortable to go to events and be and be put on a pedestal of any kind, you know. 
it's uncomfortable for me to have people have expectations of what of how I should act because of who I've become or whatever. That that's uncomfortable for me. But I love the journey and um amethyst response to to M3's last piece. First of all, if you haven't watched the, the last one, why not? <laughs> Please take the time to watch them all. And, and really, you need to, it's it's one of those things where you can, like, listen to me and kind of, like, be doing, you know, your usual kitchen stuff or whatever, right? You can, you know, you can just kind of listen to the meathead, and then when something good comes, you can kind of listen a little more intently. But when you're listening to these, just drop everything. Just put everything down like you're into a book. And spend the time to listen because the the journey that we've been through, these guys are putting together into words and into, you know, into reactions that, that show that there's much more to all this than meets the eye. And the friendships and the, and the things that we have developed over this time are, are connections that are going to be with us forever, even though we haven't even really met. It's, it's such an amazing phenomenon. But the wise words of I'm not worthy and find somebody who needs it more for me, more than me. And, and then M3 ending with, with the wise words of maybe, maybe take some time to, to be the best you that you can be to give to others is such a, such a powerful statement. And if you've watched this journey with me, I'm, I'm just, you've seen that. Like we've all, uh, uh, this whole community has tried to build off of becoming a better person with our flaws as they are. But I tell you this, M3, and I find it in Amethyst, the ability to reflect on words like yours and have it uh, resonate with people is is a powerful thing, and I love you guys for it. You guys should uh, be proud of what you guys are doing there. And I'm proud of you guys too, man. God bless you guys. If you have not seen it yet, grab that link, share it far and wide. Tell somebody to listen to it. To tell them to put it down like you would a book and and listen to it. And Amethyst, thank you. And if you um if you find it in you to want to share more, I look forward to um, learning from from things that um. I think all of us have things in our lives that are difficult that we don't, we would rather just not have brought back up. So I appreciate your bravery and uh, the lessons that you can share with us. I will take in deeply. So thank you very much. And God bless you guys very much. Thank you for that. I really do appreciate it. Um, and I love you guys back. Amy. Hey, hey, good to see you guys out there. Patriot lady, Jane, um, where we going, we go on deed. So grab that link out there. And I posted it on Facebook as well, all over on the different platforms. So grab that link when you guys get time, take some time to check it out. Love you back. Much love. Um, so, <laughs> you know, on, on that it's, it's, I try, I tried, did I drop it in there on rumble? Sorry about that. There you go. Rumble. There's the link style, girl. So yeah, definitely um, check them all out when you get time. Put, put your in, and share them, please. Um, those guys are bringing a, a next level thought and discussion to this that I think is uh, is well is well needed. <laughs> I'll just put it that way. In in our world right now, it is definitely well needed. So good stuff and a shout out to you guys. Love you back. Um, but man, just just to be able to to reflect on this time, you know, um, we. We did, I did some shows with Sean on this weekend, just having a couple of drinks, just kind of hanging out, running my mouth. And for some reason, people like to listen. 
but it was fun to just kind of get more uncensored again. And I'm, I'm frustrated, um, you know, kind of with, with our community and the lack of ability to, to question some narratives out there. And it's, um, you know, you, you see, you see a lot of that stuff going and, and, um, you guys know me, I'm not, I'm never gonna, I'm going to always say what I have to say and, uh, consequences be what they may. So there you go. The justice department today decided they had, uh, some justice to announce. I don't know if you guys saw this. It was a very, very, very important thing that they had to talk about today. And they held a press conference, and I got off my ass and started a stream and waited around for them to get their coffees just right and the rest. And I'll tell you, Jim Hoff, in my opinion, summarized it in a headline quite perfectly with this. What the hell? Garland and Ray hijack your Monday to announce arrest of Chinese double agents harassing Chinese nationals in the United States. But nothing on the Connick CEO. You out there listening, Jim? Thank you for uh, asking the question that I asked. would like to ask. What was this? 13 Chinese double agents were charged today with harassing U.S. nationals. The corrupt DOJ and FBI stole your Monday to announce they indicted 13 Chinese nationals who were threatening U.S. nationals. Christopher Ray, Merrick Garland, Lisa Monaco spoke during their presser that was delayed for half an hour. Why was this a national press conference? Why not just a press release? Why are they uh, not interrupting your day to discuss, you know, MS-13 murdering and threatening Americans? <laughs> uh, what about other nationals? Why do they ignore all other previous arrests of Chinese nationals? The alleged stolen data belonged to poll workers and was sent to China. This company, Connick, was the subject of Truth of Votes pit in August in, in Arizona last August, where Catherine Engelbrecht and Greg Phillips singled out the company. Remember that. Here's the link to the website, blah, blah, blah. The theft of the data only impacted the election workers, according to L.A. Gascon. So what is... Oh, yeah. So why, why nothing about the Connick Poll chief election software management announcement from LA. Good question, Jim. That's what I like to ask as well. Nonetheless, they had six confidential human sources who set up a sting operation to sell data on the behalf of PRC. But they were, again, they, they said that they were confidential human sources. So they planted somebody to try to get somebody to do something that was criminal. I, maybe I'm missing part of it. Okay. Maybe there's more to this than meets the eye. It is part of Huawei and that whole thing. So it was kind of a sting operation tied in with Huawei, but you had your own confidential human sources who put together a sting operation. And now you're announcing this arrest, but there was nothing with regards to Connick or the 2020 election or Chinese influence operations therein or the Biden DOJ being bought and paid for by China. None, none of that stuff. Nothing about Chinese police stations here in America. No, no, we didn't. There was none of no, no discussion of any of that, but they had a discussion about a sting operation and that they arrested people for. That's what I heard. Could be wrong. <laughs> G 
just human doing great work out there as he does every day. The key is the cash. Huge money laundering case entangling Russians and Venezuelan oligarchs just got unsealed. This one came on Friday, and I think just human highlighted as soon as he as soon as it was announced on uh, the the nineteenth. He 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 did a show on this, but I wanted to highlight it for you guys as well in case you guys missed this. The Justice Department announces charges and arrests in two cases involving export violation schemes of the Russian military. We talked a little bit about this last week uh, with this klepto capture and the uh, the, the task, task force klepto capture. Got to love the, the names of these. I got an idea, sir. We'll name it task force klepto capture. Yes, perfect. Josh Goodman in Fortune. Uh, the key is the cash. Huge money laundering case entangling Russian and Venezuelan oligarchs just got unsealed. This is an interesting indictment for sure. Uh, and it's worth the time to read this article with, so let me get to it to it for you. Nope, we didn't talk about any of the conic stuff. Not even a question was asked. But there was a gentleman asking about QAnon people who might show up armed at polling places. Yes. It was a deal that brought together oligarchs from some of America's top adversaries. The key is the cash. The oil broker wrote in a text message offering a keep to a deep discount on Venezuelan crude shipments to an associate who claimed to be fronting for the owner of a Russian's biggest aluminum company. As soon as you are ready with the cash, we can work. The communication was included in a 49-page indictment unsealed on Wednesday of last week in New York federal court charging seven individuals with conspiring to purchase sensitive U.S. military technology, smuggle oil, and launder tens of millions of dollars on behalf of wealthy Russia businessmen, probably with the help of the Clinton Foundation. The frank talk among co-defendants reads like a how-to guide on circumventing U.S. sanctions. See? Who else has a how-to guide on circumventing U.S. sanctions other than the Clinton Foundation, complete with Hong Kong shell companies, bulk, bulk cash pickups, phantom oil tankers, and the use of cryptocurrency to cloak transactions that are illicit under U.S. law. It also shines a legit light, or excuse me, a light on how wealthy insiders from Russia and its ally Venezuela, both barred from Western financial system, are making common cause to protect their uh, their massive fortunes, at the center of the alleged conspiracy are two Russians, Yuri Orakov, who uh, used to work for a publicly traded aluminum company sanctioned by the U.S. Uh, and Artrum USS, the son of a wealthy wealthy governor allied with the Kremlin. Nice. Two partners in a Hamburg, Germany-based company trading uh, industrial equipment and commodities. Prosecutors allege that the company was a hub for skirting U.S. sanctions first imposed against Russian elites following the 2014 invasion of Crimea. Both were arrested in Germany and Italy, respectively. So, hmm. Very interesting. It's a, it, there's always more to the story than meets the eye. Part of this ties in potentially Oleg Deripaska and others, which is why this is so interesting. Deripaska didn't, uh, Deripaska's attorney didn't uh, respond for request for comment. But um, again, just nonetheless, when it's tied into Crimea's invasion during 2014, which was nothing more than, you know, a response to uh, global, globalist pushes in, in Ukraine, it makes you wonder, like, what's really behind all of that, doesn't it? Always more to it than meets the eye. Those that are, aren't cooperating with Russia, why would, 
you know, violating sanctions, mo- moving money around through Russia. It's every it's everyday business, right? I mean, so who who are the ones that get decided that they are the ones that that get uh, uh, fined for this stuff, right, or held accountable for this stuff when this is everyday stuff that happens all around the world? I don't know. It just makes you wonder from from my perspective, anyway. Here's the Justice Department uh, announcement: two separate cases, so forth, so on. Um, again, I just. Why were these the ones that were targeted? Always makes me wonder why them. I don't necessarily distrust completely the Justice Department, but what's the motivation behind it? There's always motivation behind it. You know what I'm saying? Anyways. (laughs) I just want to see people smile. Inner Geomatrix, yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> In this world, it's nearly impossible. All right, what else we got out there today? Let me see here. Let me see. What do we have? <laughs> I appreciate that. Hey, AJ Sanchez, uh, this is very insulting to Asian countries. You know, it's an interesting news story from a from an Asian perspective in the news today that I'll get to here just momentarily. Biden administration set to warn about threats to nation's election infrastructure. A bulletin is slated to be issued this week. Huh. Interesting timing and interesting uh, seating. You see what I'm saying, T-Webs? It, it, this is like every money laundering and avoiding sanctions is, is everyday business. Why were they the ones that were selected? Hey, Susan. Dolphin, how you doing? Hey, Mike, how are you? Good to see you out there as well. So, yeah, um, some underpinnings of discussion about uh, the DOJ, you know, seeding the um, election uh, narrative stuff coming already. We saw, we've seen several articles. There was an article in Illinois recently about, hey, the votes are, the, the results are going to be delayed two weeks. Early voting's already starting. Massive turnout's going to delay because they're going to run out of ballots, this, that, the other. So expect every shenanigan you can think of coming into the election season in a couple, in next week. What are we, two weeks, less than two weeks now? Um, and then on that front, you're also now seeing. <laughs> Garland's DOJ, which I have yet to figure out why why everyone hasn't figured out that uh, Garland's DOJ is completely corrupt. You're muted, I think. Try your try your volume button. <laughs> um, so in on that on that front, you're starting to already see them seed the narratives of doubt going into the election season. Biden warning about threats to the nation infrastructure. No talk about Chinese influence into the 2020 election, but top Biden security officials announced today that they're tracking multiple threats to the nation's election security infrastructure ahead of the midterms and are set to issue warnings, including an internal intelligence bulletin this week. According to two people familiar with the leaks, 
internal internal intelligence butin bulletin <laughs> two people familiar with the leak <laughs> I guess how that would properly be worded uh yeah, those that aren't playing the game correctly, T-Webs, that's exactly where I'm kind of going with it. That's kind of my point, T-Webs, is why them? Why were they the ones singled out? And there's always more to those stories, you know what I'm saying? So that's what I think. Anyways, the bulletin, the internal intelligence bulletin leaked to two people familiar with the matter, written by Aaron Banko and Eric Geller. <laughs> will lay out details of cyber threats posed by China and Russia, as well as other non-state actors, and potential physical threats to election officials in jurisdictions across the country, the people said. The warnings come as midterm elections near amid increasing reports of intimidation at ballot drop boxes. The people requested anonymity to talk freely about sensitive national security and election matters. Why is this being talked about? Okay, well, we need to talk about this because <laughs> there's a lot. To, there is a lot to unpack here. I got. I got. Have to be honest with you. There's there's one main concern, and those of you that watched us as we were going into the the, the week before January sixth know that you. This is exactly what I said. Watch out for the false flags. Here's what I'm concerned with. See, I see Greg Phillips highlighting this as well. So this is kind of uh, seeing this from multiple sources, people talking about this. We are, they are asking patriots to mobilize, to film criminal behavior, and report it in, in an active manner. So if you see criminality, be able to report it to your sheriff and have them act on it quickly. It is a Patriot monitoring exercise where people are going to monitor boxes and try to submit proof. Well, <clears throat> George Soros and his minions have decided that, well, they're going to have people monitor these drop boxes too. And anybody who happens to go to these drop boxes and attempt to film the criminality well, they're going to cause problems. You know, they're going to intimidate people for trying to film people dropping 10 ballots into a drop box. So then the response, of course, to that would be what? Well, of course, we're going to have to go to these armed if Black Block and others are going to try to be do intimidation tactics of us just trying to film criminality. What do you see happening here? You see feds already seeding another narrative. That's what you see. So first of all, if there are any groups out there that are talking about going to these drop boxes armed in any kind of protest manner on election day, warn your people you're walking into a trap. Number two, it should be a fairly clandestine camera take some pictures take some videos submit it to the to the where you need to, to submit it let the process work itself out and just do your part in the process don't take it upon yourself 
to, to act like you're going to be a judge, jury, and executioner of ballot drop boxes. And anybody who talks in any kind of manner like that, fed. They're the Ray Epps of the crowd. Please, you're hearing me, right? I, please tell anybody who you see in any of this stuff. Warn people of this. Because it's going to happen. Mark my words. They already saw in Philadelphia last year where Black Box stood out in front of in front of voting, voting booths armed. Remember that shit during the Barack Obama administration? So keep an eye out for this stuff. This is exactly where they're going to go with this because it should be just a patriotic, some pictures, some, some, um, some video of criminality taken, send it off and, and thank you. Take a hike. You've done your part now. Now exit stage left. But what you're seeing is you're seeing feds already try to, um, spark another problem. So beware of that and make sure you guys are uh, spreading the word of, you know, protest of around drop boxes and any kind of activity like that. Don't, that's a trap should be an obvious trap. Don't fall into it. But on that same front, you know, you're, you're seeing these whistleblowers, Hold on a sec. A get Trump bounty, Devin. I would have to agree with that. A million dollar get Trump bounty. <laughs> uh, Devin Nunez on uh, OAN right now talking about the million dollar bounty to prove uh, the dossier, so to speak. <laughs> So he's still out there trying to get that much out there again. Say it again, please. There are, okay, so as part of True the Vote and, and what we're trying to do as patriots, we're trying to monitor drop boxes and film them for, to watch for criminality. So, you know, we're trying to get people out there active, trying to get a hold of this. Well, now there's patriot groups that are trying to organize protests and things like that around the drop boxes and saying, well, people are going to try to intimidate people for trying to film with them and stuff. So we're going to come and make sure that, the, that our people are intimidated. They're setting the, the, the ground, the, 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 they're setting the, the, um, the field for a serious problem and a confrontation around drop boxes that's going to be that's going to be turned into a, the the film story of the day of voter intimidation instead of the story being all we're doing is filming criminality and trying to get it to our sheriff so the left is trying to push people into um, a, a violence thing around this drop box issue we need to make sure that we're telling people watch out for people who are trying to organize protest or organize any kind of actions around drop boxes. Cause that's a setup for another false flag. Okay. Uh, many people are starting their monitoring already next week. Indeed. So just keep an eye out for that stuff. Don't let, don't let that intimidation stuff fall into a trap. Beachside says what the DOJ did today was still a big time loss of face for the PRC. No, what the fuck is going on? Beachside's good to see you. Um, the case today had to do with Huawei. And the only reason why Huawei 
was brought uh, attention was brought on Huawei is because Trump's Justice Department put him on blast for spying on American citizens, and th- everyone in D.C. they they put up you know sniffers all around D.C. Um, that's the true story around all of this stuff. What the DOJ announced today was that they had confidential human sources that set a trap for other people to sell stuff to people um, through confidential human sources that set a trap. I don't. I, okay, thanks. It, it's the it's the the Whitmer. It, it might as well be the Whitmer, Whitmer kidnapping thing. It's it's the same thing. They did the, they did the same thing to Chinese who are probably really did what they you know. So where where's the real connections between Conic, DOD, government contracts, and China? Where where's that stuff? No talk about that though. No talk about the 2020 election, you know, just talk about uh, Huawei and not even telling the public the truth about Huawei. So that's what I see beachside with regards to today's stuff, a waste of our time and um, the FBI setting a trap and then saying, hey, we got you. You walked into our trap. Okay, thanks. I I don't understand it really. That's that's what I hear from it. All right. Um... Listen to on this election integrity thing. I, I want to get. I want to make sure I focus on this a little more because this article from Politico. This is going to start. Watch as this as they start pushing this probably tomorrow, <laughs> because they're already trying to seed this on Politico today. So watch as more and more comes from this with uh, criminal activity by non-state actors. Listen to the, to this guy. Listen to what they're trying to seed. All right, and that tells you what these uh, glowies are trying to see as well. We have to be prepared. I expect that uh, that Russia, particularly, we have to be uh, concerned as 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 Putin becomes more and more desperate. And clearly, uh, neither their uh, their offensive operations uh, on the ground in Ukraine have not gone well, uh, and they have not been as active, uh, or at least as successful as we thought they would be in carrying out cyber attacks uh, either in Ukraine or uh, blowback that we had expected perhaps to see here in the United States. Uh, But again, we've been vigilant, we've been prepared, and we've been ready. And again, also uh, CISA and their Shields Up program, working with private sector critical infrastructure, so that we're as prepared as we can be. Now, that being said, I'm not naive to think that uh, Russia doesn't have strong cyber capabilities, and, and we could see more uh, effective offensive cyber operations on their part going forward. We just have to be vigilant, be, be ready, and, and we will respond uh, if uh, and uh, when need be. But uh, I would, and also, by the way, not just Russia, but we also continue to be mindful of watching out for um, uh, the, the proxies that, that, that uh, the Russia would deal with and, and the, the ransomware attacks that, that could be carried out by not per se, the Russian state, but their uh, proxies, uh, like our evil, uh, for, for example. I need that. Who has that? Russia! Russia! <laughs> I need that sound effect. You know, whether we... Uh, main- oh, shut the fuck up. I need that. I seriously need that sound effect. Russia! The U.S. Department of Defense has a contract with a Chinese Communist Party company 
that's storing data of election workers and their families on Chinese servers. Or we're really worried about Russia's influence and what they might do. And very, 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 very worried about about what they might do. I uh, would love to salty nuts. Yes, please have me on and rip me a new asshole. Have me on and make fun of me the whole time. Can you? Can you? If you, if you promise to put me on blast, salty nuts. That's the only way I will allow you. I will. I will come on to your show. <laughs> salty nuts, man. Much love, brother. Hit me up, bro. Um, and I'll yeah, I'll send you my number too. Um, I would love to uh, collaborate with. Uh, I I actually have a lot of love for TN Homesteader. I, I know I, we've we've butted heads in the past, um, but I actually have a lot of love for TN Homesteader and and his mind. So I would love that opportunity, Salty. Hit me up, bro. Um, but again, the the rest of this. Watch the rest of this. We going into next. They're going to seed these narratives of patriot groups. Oh, what are they doing? Can't have them watching our criminality. The CISA executive director also had important words for us about protecting our elections. Hadn't they? They didn't have anything to say about the 2020 election, but Russia. As we head into winter, and um, I'll start with you, Brandon, um, and then potentially other panelists can take this. What are we expecting to see from Russia in terms of, you know, cyber attacks, and and what are we doing right now to get prepared for this intense level uh, of attacks that may come against Ukraine or it's uh, the U.S. and other allies? So. I think since late last year, we have been working hard across the entire U.S. government uh, to make sure that we are both preparing here at home for any blowback that we may. Could, could you have po- possibly have done that before late last year? Just just asking a question there. And also, why is the, f- the former head of CISA been fired? Receive, mm-hmm. uh, but a substantial amount of work helping to buttress and support Ukrainian efforts to protect themselves, um, uh, especially in cyber where there are teams that have gone to support them. There's technical assistance and training from across the various uh, U.S. government agencies. There's intelligence sharing. Um, and we're going to continue to do that. This conflict uh, shows no signs of letting up. Um, Russia is, is uh, behaving in a way uh, in both the physical and cyber realms that are incredibly destructive. And we need to be prepared for whatever they do next. Um, and we don't know exactly where they may go in the future in terms of this conflict, and it's all about being prepared and being ready. I think we are lucky that we have an incredibly strong... Oh, shut the fuck up. I Get a, get a fucking... Russia! We don't know how they're going to react. <sighs> this year's combination of misinformation, harassment of election workers, and insider threats from rogue election administrators makes the current threat environment more complex than it's ever been. (laughs) It's a fucking joke, dude. Russia, Russia, Russia. There's a DOD contract with China that, that has all of our election workers' data on a Chinese server. Nobody wants to talk about it, though. Thanks for your press conference today, Merrick Garland, though. Nice, shiny object to placate the masses. I feel much better about our future of our elections now. 
Sis is on it, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> Top-notch organizations, the best of the best. Cyber infrastructure, man. You don't get a job at cyber infrastructure unless you're the best of the best. As evidenced by the 2020 election. <laughs> uh, okay, moving on. CISA is indeed mentioned in the drops. We'll see. We'll see what happens. It's just, it's hilarious to see all the, it's just Russia, 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 Russia. <clears throat> Not a word about Connick going into the election though. Hey, uh, we, we, the, the, uh, CISA federal agencies would like to warn election workers that, uh, poll chief software should be not be used in any jurisdiction in the United States of America. That would be an announcement that I would think would be a, a good thing to, to have. Maybe no, no, maybe, maybe, maybe we, Hey, uh, just want to let you guys know that all your guys' data has been stored on Chinese servers and we're going to do what we can to make sure that we protect people. And if you have any threats at all, here's a hotline. If you get any kind of intimidation tactics whatsoever. No, 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 we didn't, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't hold a press conference about that. Just want to let you all know that if uh, you're a poll worker, your daughter's information is currently being stored on a Chinese server. Russia. <laughs> oh my god man no really j just trust ray you, you you're missing you're you're completely you're obviously brainwashed you're missing why this is important abe <clears throat> let me see how i can find uh let's see here how can i spin this to make it sound good Trust Ray. How can I make this trust Ray? Let's see. What can I do here? See, Ray's going after China. Therefore, Biden's not really in control. And the United States is working with Xi and Putin. See, trust Ray. Can you tell I'm beyond fed up of the fucking bullshit? Gotcha, bro. I'll hit you up after the show. Nothing can stop what is coming except for a stolen election. <laughs> Moms for Liberty uncovers how to sex manual. For seventh graders in Charlotte, North Carolina. The book also appeared at a Massachusetts grade school. I I hate to highlight this because Ray's Justice Department might go after this mom for daring to speak up to tell the truth about what's happening in our grade schools. Because as Ray said today, his indictments speak for themselves. And the most recent indictments that I've seen are um, parents are terrorists. And if you don't like abortion, then we're arresting you too. 
Thanks for speaking through your indictments, Ray. This book is gay by Juno Dawson was found in a seventh grade classroom at Collinswood Middle School. It was also on the ELA recommended reading list for seventh graders at J.M. Robinson. I'm going to read from chapter nine, the ins and outs of gay sex, starting at page 201, part one, boy on boy sex. Perhaps the most important skill you will master as a gay or bi man is a timeless classic, the hand job. Good news is you can practice it on yourself. The bad news is each guy has become very used to his own way of getting himself off. Learning how to find a partner's personal style can take ages, but it can be very rewarding when you do. Something they don't teach you in school is that in order to be able to come at all, you or your partner may need to finish off with a handy. A lot of people find it hard to come through other types of sex. That is fine and certainly not something you have to apologize for. A good handy is all about the wrist action. Rub the head of his cock back and forth with your hand. Try different speeds and pressures until he responds positively. A bad handy is grasping a penis and shaking it like a ketchup bottle. Finally, my misunderstanding about rubbing two peens together wasn't far off the mark. Rubbing them together in one hand feels awesome. Mega combo handy, trademark pending. It's no wonder that 92% of CMS graduating seniors aren't college or career ready when you're instructing them on how to give blowjobs and handies instead of teaching them how to add and subtract. Superintendent, you stated this book was, quote, brought into the classroom by a teacher with no intent to allow students access. Any teacher that puts material like this on his or her bookshelf is either is a bad teacher or a pedophile who grooms Thank children. You. You Two minutes are up. Thank you. We not on the ballot November 8th, but you should be, you should be removed immediately. Last week, there was a story about uh, a drag queen talking about uh, other stuff. I think that's far enough. So, you know, you you think maybe that uh, the Justice Department might want to look into uh, child abuse? No, no. The, the, we're we're going to go after the parents who are exposing this. That that's what that's what Ray told me today in his press conference. He said, "My indictments speak for ourselves, and I will we will stand up to China." Stand up to China. Thus, of course, they steal an election right in front of everybody, and nobody wants to talk about it. And we just, I mean, and they have uh, poll worker data um, stored on Chinese servers. We're, we're, we don't talk about that stuff, but we're going to act all strong and big, and our indictments speak about our what we're going to go. Okay, so the, going after parents, going after J6ers for, for their uh, First Amendment rights, violated, bunch of bullshit, torturing prisoners for two years. Nothing on that. Nothing at all. Trust Ray. <sighs> Fuck you back, Texas Bear. <laughs> so anyways, that's what I think. What do you think? That's what I think, man. Don't you have to go with what's presented in front of you. And when they tell you how they're going to act, then listen to them. And this justice department under Garland, who 
if anybody has done any kind of research on Garland understands that Garland is nothing more than a globalist puppet of Barack Obama's little worker bees. The FBI just does the biddings of the DOJ. That's it. Their priorities get set by the DOJ. And their priorities don't seem to be looking into actually what China has done to influence American malign influence in America, such as storing all of the data of every poll worker in the United States, along with their child's data on a Chinese server. Did you think Ray would want to talk about that today? Maybe the Garland, Mr. Burns. Ah, yes. Excellent. Yes. Yes. And the first thing I see on True Social, Ray going after China. Trust Ray. CD proof. I'm going to lose it. <laughs> I'm going to lose it. China wanted to catch uh, those spies. A big win was escorted out on live TV. The guy next to Xi at gunpoint. That guy that was escorted out during the Chinese Communist Party was the main opposition to Xi. He was the main opposition leader to Xi. So what you saw when China escorted those that big wig out on live TV was a authoritarian displaying his power to his people by removing and arresting his opposition leader on live TV in front of the world to see. That's what she did by taking that guy out. But that's what, maybe that's just what I think. Maybe I'm just misreading it, but I don't think so. Because shortly after... She was declared president pro temp forever. Dragon 45 in the house. What's good, brother? Maybe he was supposed to do. He's, he's trust that he's a shill. Yeah. Trust that he's a, a black hat. I actually just read Q posts and take them as, as a Bible. Really? Everything Q's ever said is my bond, and I everything that, that Q has ever said, I just say, trust the plan, because Q said so. It's easier that way. It's a distraction, says Dragon. We have seen this game far too many times. Also, another school shooting today, ramping up distractions in a big way. What are they hiding? There was a shooting today, really? What the hell did I do with my freaking phone? I think I... You think you think I can find my phone? Well, that figures, man. Xi took over from him as premier indeed. Garland was nothing more than being paid off. They tried to give him a Supreme Court seat, and it uh, failed to do so. I mean, based on Post, right? That's what we believe, but who knows, man? Who knows? <laughs> uh, 
I'm just glad I, I got to find a way, like I mentioned earlier, I got to find a way to be more in touch with God so I can have dreams about military being the only way. I'll, I'll be a, a better present, pr- presenter if I can have dreams where God gives me f- uh, predictions. I got to work on that. Thanks for the phone, Dale. Good to see you out there. Top of the hour as we're just kind of relaxing and going into the second half. What do we have for the second half? Garrett Ziegler over the interview. I want to watch a part of that. It's about a half hour long, but I'm only going to watch the first few minutes of it. He talks about something very important there. A couple articles on that front as well. Some J6 stuff in the second half. Uh, several Joe Biden articles. Alex Jones in the news. I want to read that article. That should be an interesting one as well. Um, there's an, a long article and a summary from Uncovered DC about the bombshell big tech government uh, censorship uh, stuff from Tracy Beans. That's pretty much what we're going to spend the most time on the second half. It's probably going to take me about 15, 20 minutes to get through that, but it's worth spending the time on it. Tracy Beans did a great breakdown on Friday, and I'm sure many of you, you know, Friday evening had other stuff going on and you may have missed it, but as usual on the Friday late afternoon dumps, there's always something important out there that drops and Tracy beans was all over it. So I want to get to that here in the second half as well. So that's pretty much what we got for the second half. Um, Garrett's stuff and the, uh, the censorship, big tech uh, collusion, uh, lots of proof of that stuff going out as well. They got the shooter guys. Gotcha. Roger that. Uh, I think your phone is on your left on the top of the soundboard. Nope. <laughs> this is, um, this is actually my daughter's heartbeat. Yeah. Uh, when I was in boot camp, at uh, my daughter was eight and a half months pregnant, and I was listening to her heartbeat last night. Uh, the good old times of a uh, of of a young couple in love. You know what I'm saying? That's what I was doing last night. Watch this little video with a uh, Barry Sorong. Yeah, right. I hear you. So there you go. I appreciate you guys very much. Everyone over there on. Uh, the foxhole dropping me a bunch of gold pills today. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it very much. Victoria, Dale, Daisy Chains, who cares? Average Joe Belushi, Karen Hare, and also Karen Hare. Several's out there. Thank you very much. A uh, good crowd over there. Do me a favor. Hit that red pill button on the main page over there. Thank you guys very much for, and I appreciate that very much. And thank you for the support. Twenty forty five gold pills already. You guys are killing it over there. Thank you guys very much. Yes, I need that soundbite, Russia. <laughs> That way I, I don't annoy the fuck out of you every time I say it. <laughs> Style go, Dragon, Denise, Beachside, um, Alita, Builder Babes in the house, homeschool indeed. There, there's so much more to it. It's it's There's no easy answer for trying to raise a well-rounded child in this world, is there? It's very much a complicated. I, would, I do not envy being a parent in this uh, day and age. Um, very difficult times for sure. It was hard enough when I was uh, raising my kids. DJ Camp in the house, as well as Glenn and JD Rich B-Side. Thank you again for the $5 uh, gold pills. Uh, excuse me, um, Rumble Rants. That's what I think. I think the DOJ is trying to cover up and shine shiny objects at Russia and at uh, you know other places instead of talking about the truth. That red pill button, indeed. Smart Poker, Salty Nuts, thank you for the cookie. Unchained, dropping a bunch of gold pills on me as well. Thank you for the coffee, dropping the coffee links out there as well. The bills are coming due. I got a week to try to figure out how to come up with like 500 bucks. So the usual fun happens here on my end. <laughs> I appreciate you guys very much. Thank you. Jay dropping the fleet. I mean, thanks for joining me last night. Uh, it was, it was funny, Jay, cause I did not actually 
we literally dropped in on there at the exact same time with, uh, I didn't realize you were hopping in there. So it's, it was cool to hang out with you yesterday and I appreciate your perspective as well. Keep it going. And hopefully you got some rest last night as well. Belushi, Smart Poker, many others out there lurking and listening as well. Let me say hello to the Twitch crowd and welcome and say thank you guys all over there. Hollywood fish, captain CVM sock and, Giant Lobsterman, thanks for the new follow. Jeffrey Care and others. Kelly B, thanks for the new follows over there on Twitch. Much love. Great subscribers over there on Twitch and a good following every single day. Now you guys are over here lurking and listening with us. Uh, Rocket Man Drums, Z Patriot, Jane's in the house. Patriot Lady, God bless you. Comfortably numb out there lurking and listening. As well as Chris dropping the links. Chewy out there, pretty selfish reason to better your relationship with God. A pretty selfish reason to better your relationship with God. Uh, to, to try to predict the future. Uh, yes, I would have to agree. Chewy, thank you for being out there today. It's great to see you out there. Uh, Deb's in the house. They are destroying us via the banking system. The bond market in a bubble is ready to burst. I've seen that as well, Deb. Thank you for that. Uh, I've seen uh, several discussion and articles in the financial markets today talking about the bond market going nuts today. Um, interesting for sure. Um, for sure, no doubt about it. Energio, Daisy Chains, Belouche, all you guys. Much love to you guys. Thanks for being here today. All right, let's get to the second half here today. I gotta do I gotta pay some bills. I apologize. Can I have a minute of your time, please? Everybody needs pillows. I just heard my phone. It's over there somewhere. Everybody needs pillows. There's a huge sale going on at my pillow right now. You should check it out. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and my employees and I want to thank each and every one of you for your continued support. With everything going on right now, your rest is so important. That's why we're having the biggest my pillow sale ever. Not only are my bed pillows as low as $19.98, but you can get the best body pillows ever. Regular $89.98, now only $29.98. Take your rest on the go with our roll and go anywhere my pillows for only $14.98. And we have our new couch and accent pillows. They aren't just for looks. They have my pillows patented adjustable fill that gives you that amazing my pillow comfort. In this economy, you get the best gifts ever for the best prices ever. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code and you get deep discounts on body couch bolster pills and so much more, including my original bed pills for as low as $19.98. Please order now while quantities last. Do me a favor when you get time. Check out MyPillow.com backslash Abe or call the phone number <laughs> on the website. Uh, or you can link directly from the website. 1-800-653-7856-653-7856. Use discount code Abe. If you call that number, it calls in directly to the discount code. Tell them you have discount code Abe and you want to buy some pillows, some overstock stuff. They got all kinds of great sales going into the holidays here today. A great time to get yourself some cool stuff. Help support the show. Get some cool stuff. Get some gifts, ideas, and help support Mike Lindell as well. MyPillow.com backslash Abe. Check it out when you guys get time. I appreciate the support from them and all of you guys guys as well. God bless you all. Hello, Renai. 
They are. He is brilliant. That's why President Trump is going, I got to figure out how he did this ad thing. <laughs> it's, just, it's just brilliant. It is brilliant. Reach out to content creators who are who are uh, like-minded people in the Patriot community. And, um, you know, you get canceled by Fox News everywhere else, then reach out to them and help help uh, get, a, get a platform going with them. In fact, they just reached out to me again and gave me a new promo stuff that's out there today. Um, let me actually, if you don't mind... Um, I, since the past month has been difficult, I haven't actually had much time to really um, highlight my pillow and, and the revenue is killing me right now. Um, so if you have some gift ideas, some things like that, check that out when you get time. The new discounts are or the new um, slippers and sandals are uh, coming into the holidays as well. So I just got dropped one of those as well. So that'll be up there tomorrow for you guys as well. So check it out. MyPillow.com backslash say much love. All right. Um, let's get to the second half here today. Let me start here with uh, the federal appeals court. I think last week, Thursday, we talked about the Biden student loan program and it in the lower court uh, allowed it to, to play or whatever. I don't, I don't know, whatever it is. Drunk Miata has the Russian one. Gotcha. Gotcha. I like my pillows. I cannot lie. Alicia. Nice. Um, but the, then today, let's see, this is uh, Friday, actually after Friday afternoon, Appeals court hopped in and temporarily blocked Biden's student loan forgiveness program. Now, as you guys know, most of this student loan program isn't going to go to you and I or your your family members, shit like that. It's going to go to the people like, uh, you know, that were involved in the student loan scandal, shit like that, to the to the haves that uh, have the connections. But the federal appeals court has temporarily blocked President Biden's student student loan forgiveness program for continuing following an appeal from the six GOP led states. So this is from the Eighth Circuit in the U.S. Court of Appeals on Friday. Um, said that the policy to cancel thousands of dollars in student loan debt should be put on hold while the challenges play themselves out. So this is going to be going back and forth. Um, the plan would cancel up to $10,000 in federal student loan debt for followers earning less than $125,000, and those who received Pell Grants could receive up to $20,000 in relief, while others who had to work their ass off to pay off their student loans get fucked up the ass dry. <laughs> that's pretty much how that goes um if you worked hard got a job and paid your, your loans then you don't get any student debt relief because you already paid them off but if you um got a degree in climate science and you can't pay your bills because you can't get a job then we're gonna pay your loans because we because of fraud <laughs> i guess i don't know Oh, uh, there's no chance reporters covering January 6th and Fanon haven't heard about this settlement. Julie Kelly stand on top of January 6th, as always. And I want to talk about a little bit about this real quick here. As you know, who signed the protective order to conceal Fanon's personal records in the case? Beryl Hollow, the chief judge of the D.C. District Court. As always, there's always a cover up in play. Julie Kelly highlighted an article that she dropped on October 21st that I want to read for you guys. Race baiting celebrity January 6th cop once involved in a race related lawsuit. It's long past time for mainstream journalists or cable news talking heads. You know, those responsible for elevating Michael Fanoni to hero martyr status to ask him about Michael Maddox, Michael Fanon. <clears throat> 
the former D.C. Metropolitan Police officer using his presence at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th as a pathway to fame and fortune is on a major publicity blitz. While there are still patriots being tortured in jail, this guy's making a dollar off of every one of them, along with his Pulitzer Prize finalist, Co-author Fanon made managed to turn his 30-minute struggle that afternoon into a 250-page book, Hold the Line, the Insurrection and One Cop's Battle for America's Soul, and an urgent warning about the growing threat to our democracy from a 20-year police veteran. And, of course, a former Trump supporter who nearly lost his life. Yeah. Never mind that Fanon was well enough... Uh, was well enough on the evening of January 6th to call CNN, complain about his news coverage, and that he sat for a lengthy interview with Washington Post reporter a few days later. Fanon is part of a quartet of celebrity cops juicing every second of their involvement in the four-hour disturbance nearly two years ago, earning lucrative book deals, congressional awards, and cable news gigs in the process. Fanon has lots to say in his memoir, Heavily sprinkled with upset with obscenities while ranting about Donald Trump and his supporters, Fanon begins with a brazen lie that Capitol Police Officer Brian Sicknick died of wounds sustained on January 6th. He condemns Republican lawmakers for refusing to go along with the insurrection narrative, and he names names. A secretly recorded meeting with White House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy is described in the book. While you were on the phone with Trump, I was getting the shit kicked out of me, almost losing my life, Fanon told McCarthy in 2021. The way that he, you know, saying that this is what happens when you steal an election, go home, I love you. What the fuck is that? <laughs> but one name is missing from Fanon's profane screed. Michael A. Maddox. For good reason, in 2014, the District of Columbia settled a lawsuit filed against two net D.C. Metro police officers for violating the civil rights of Maddox, a black attorney working at the time in the legal department of Howard University. The city paid Maddox $175,000 in damages. One of the officers named in the lawsuit was Michael Fanon. On the afternoon of October 8, 2009, Maddox was standing on the corner of 5th and K., Looking at his BlackBerry, when Fanon and his partner, Officer Samuel Moden, confronted him, Maddox sensed a prince of, uh, the presence of two individuals assumed aggressive positions when he was suddenly and without warning cornered and seized by Moden, while the defendant, Officer Michael Fanon, blocked Maddox's only other means of escape, said the Maddox, wrote in a 2010 complaint. Maddox was an Air Force veteran, was shoved against a garbage uh, dumpster for no apparent reason. Moden was then forced. Maddox, arms over his head, and Fanon interrogated him. Do you know have any weapons or drugs on you, sir? According to a timeline in Fanon's book, he was on the Vice Squad in 2009. There was a strip that stop and seize procedures back then. Makes you wonder about the aggressive posture if it wasn't enabled by certain mayors. <laughs> when was... Uh, Actually, that was before that, so I don't think uh, that was during Giuliani's time. <clears throat> he said it was a high crime area, so he's basically profiling a black man. The party settled on a lawsuit in 2014 with the city uh, as a sole remaining defendant paying Maddox $175,000 in judgment. Fanon and Modin were dropped as the defendants the day before. So there you go. They worked out a deal. Fanon doesn't mention the incident or lawsuit in his autobiography, though. 
The question is, during his 20 years as a D.C. police officer, did Fanon himself contribute to the climate he describes? It's hard to believe that Fanon's unwarranted angry handling of Michael Maddox was an outlier. The city sought and received a protective order concealing from the court docket both officers' personnel records, including disciplinary and or adverse action files. That order was signed by Beryl Howell, the current chief judge at the D.C. District, currently roughly handling about 900 criminal cases related to the siege. But of course, there's always a connection Always, always, always a connection, which raises another important question. Why hasn't a single journalist obsessively reporting on the events of January 6th uncovered this bombshell about Fanon? Are we to believe that Judge Howell, her staff, D.C. officials, and D.C. Metro Police officers just forgot about this lawsuit? After all, Fanon made the rounds in Howell's courthouse a few weeks ago during a sentencing hearing for one of the individuals convicted in the attack on Fanon on January 6th, saying, I hope you suffer, said Fanon as he screamed at Kyle Young before he was sentenced to seven years in prison for participating in the confrontation. The assault on me by Mr. Young cost me my career. It cost me my faith in law enforcement and many of my institutions dedicated to two years of serving my life, whatever. Furthermore... It's not like Maddox was some low-life drug dealer. He was a legal counsel for a preeminent black university. One of the only two reasons explains this blackout in this story. No reporter bothered to look into Fanon's background, or some reporters knew, but of course buried the embarrassing story as always what remains to be seen going forward is whether any groveling interview will ask Fanon about the Maddox case during his ongoing book tour or dig into his records at the DC Metropolitan Police Department for the better part of two years Fanon has fueled a hateful destructive and some instances untrue narrative about the Capitol protest while falsely claiming white supremacists planned the violence that day It's long past time for mainstream journalists, and I use that term in quotes, or cable news, talking head, those responsible for elevating Fanon to a hero martyr status to, you know, ask him about his racial profiling of a professor in D.C. and the connections to a D.C. judge overseeing these cases, will they? I'll wait. Julie Kelly always finding the stories that are should be the most popular, the most important news stories of the day. Congratulations to Julie, as always, for her great and impressive work. Do me a favor if you can, grab this link and hop it out there, drop it out there far and wide, and make sure everyone's aware of this guy using his martyred status. to shit on people being tortured in D.C. Just another day. You know what I'm saying? Cage Farmer dropping a ship on me. Happy Monday. Back to your brother. Hope all is well. D.C. or Daisy Chains. Thank you for the cookie. Ranger Billy. Liberty Bells. Alicia. Creative writer. Sent you the Russia video on DM. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'll add that to the to the mix. Apparently, I'm going to have to add it to the, to the soundboard. You know what I'm saying? My Russia. J-Bell, much love. Thank you for the fleet. Salty Nuts and Unchained Toria and many others. You guys are out there on fire today dropping the gold pills on me. Thank you so much. God bless you all. I really appreciate it. Ranger Billy, mainstream muckrakers. Muck munchers is better term indeed. 
Indeed, but that but the muckrakers is uh, well said as well. Much love. I appreciate you being in the audience today. Uh, also, I want to say hello over there on Twitch crowd. Uh, we're gonna get into me finding my tab that has Twitch in it momentarily if I can figure out where the hell I put it because one of these has it. I'm about ninety percent sure. Oh, there it is. Beachside, thank you for the comments. Yo, buddy, been a minute. Keep pushing. I will. I, I will, Beachside. Thank you for the comments. Thank you for the encouragement. Twitch crowd out there looking to listen and hanging out as well. Much love, guys. All right. What's next? Ignored by fake news. Also around the January 6th. Thank you, Popcorn Q. Much love. Keep up the great work. I appreciate you. Much love. Special agents testified that the FBI used geo-tracking to identify Trump supporters at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th, similar to the 2000 Mules investigation. Wait a minute. I was told by government officials that this geo-tracking stuff is a bunch of garbage, and then CNN and ABC were like, this geo-tracking is not very effective, but except for when, of course, the FBI and other agencies use it, as long suspected but not confirmed until October 13th, 2022, the FBI testified that geo-tracking data is accurate and reliable. A bombshell report by the Electric Electronic Freedom Foundation, EFF, revealed the vast secretive partnership between private companies and the federal government to surveil and track the movements of millions of Americans. According to the EFF, the Biden regime's alphabet agencies, including ICE, the FBI, the U.S. Secret Service, Department of Homeland Security, and the Department of Defense, as well as the state and local law enforcement, are being funneled hordes of private cell phone location data by private brokers who harvest the information. And you know that can be used in all kinds of ways, couldn't it? This is the same tactic that Greg Phillips and Catherine Engelbrecht and True the Vote used for their investigation into the mail-in Dropbox fraud during the 2020 election. The cell phone location data collected by this group was used to identify the network of Democrat operatives who committed mass election fraud as seen in the recently released documentary 2000 Mules that everyone ignored because it took too much time to actually look into it and spend time you know, doing the investigative work to understand it. It's much easier just to discount it and turn around and walk away. I don't want to see that stuff. The FBI was alleged to have used this data to identify patriotic protesters who traveled to D.C. on January 6th to support President Trump and the U.S. Constitution. Tens of thousands of nearly one million protesters, I would say millions of protesters later walked to the U.S. Capitol by President Trump's speech. That is where the FBI used geotracking to identify the movements of several targeted individuals, as shown in the press release or in the in the uh, court release here. There was, of course, no discussion of what was restricted grounds, except for, of course, now after the fact. Last week, the FBI and DOJ confirmed that they were using geo-tracking methods in their lawsuit, in their garbage lawsuit against the Oath Keepers. FBI Special Agent Jennifer, Bank, Jennifer Banks testified during the criminal prosecution of Oath Keepers in the USA versus Stuart Rhodes that the same geolocation data underlying True the Votes in Dinesh D'Souza's 2000 Mules movie of widespread voter fraud in, in the election is accurate and reliable. More than that, the prosecution relied upon that technology in prosecuting the Oath Keepers and others. Huh. Who knew? 
I was told that the election by ABC News told me that the elections are just fine. So I don't, I just don't listen to anything else then. Cause they told me. <sighs> Can we listen to Gary Zeeling for a second? Seated. At least I would imagine people's first reaction check this out from Gary Ziegler he thinks it's one of his best interviews and I think it's worth our time to uh to check this out underage women that have been on there so some of that some of the people know that because that's the most uh it's really the scandalous stuff so but this report is goes into a different direction or does it also cover some of that stuff it covers some of that stuff but the the report is comprehensive in that it it profiles everybody who was instrumental in the initial distribution of the report. So taking your example of underage women, there was actually a, a Chinese gentleman, if you want to call him a gentleman, uh, his Americanized name is Miles Guo, and he ran a Chinese site, still does, called G News. And G News actually seeded at least a half a dozen hoaxes. Um, it said that Malia Obama was on the laptop. She wasn't, although there was an extremely close lookalike who was actually Hunter's employee. Uh, her name is Erin Strotter. She went to UNLV. She was a track star. And so what this did was the, I don't know if it was intentional. We just don't know that. But what we do know for a fact is that G News propagated a number of false stories. And what that did was it was a an unintentional or intentional limited hangout because it, it made everybody expect that there was videos of Hunter having sex with 10-year-old Chinese girls on the laptop when there wasn't. However, there was a, a noted conspiracy, and uh, people have written about this, to basically suppress allegations from Hunter's sister-in-law about him being, quote, sexually inappropriate with his niece. Those aren't my words. They're the family's words, and this report takes you through that. And it shows how Joe was aware of the allegations that everybody in Hunter's family, basically, we counted 11 people, two licensed therapists were aware of those allegations. And so this report tries to bring nuance to that situation. And what we have them on for sure, Paul, is they were mandated reporters and they didn't report those allegations. And so I'm not saying Hunter never did that in his life. I'm saying that this was our goal was to have a definitive historical account. I'm not sure how much you like ancient Rome or have read about it, but there was a tome called The Lives of the Twelve Caesars, and this is our humble contribution of one of those Caesars. We basically take a part of Caesar's life, and that's that's Joe. He's uh, he's he's the patriarch of drunks and drug addicts, and this wow. report proves it. Yeah, and, and you know, and it's not just uh, Hunter; you know, it's the whole family. And you know, NationalFile.com has obviously reported on the Ashley Biden diary. And uh, I would love to talk about that at length. That's yeah. that's a that's a great great piece of this report. And obviously, we cite you guys numerous times. And there's a whole backstory that Noel has spoken about with Project Veritas that we go into, and nobody else has really told that full story. I think it's fascinating and revealing. Well, and and feel free to elaborate on that. By the way, um, you well, know you can. Yeah, you, yeah. Go ahead. Well, I think that the the main uh, reason that Project Veritas has offered for not publishing it is that they couldn't verify it. When in fact there is video evidence showing that they did verify it because they spoke with Ashley Biden on the phone about her diary. And so what Noel did and Patrick Halley did was courageous. 
in that they got the diary from somebody within Project Veritas. And Project Veritas really hasn't come clean about the full truth about that interaction. And so we go into that. We go into one of the people down in Florida who apparently was wanting to sell it, Robert Kurlander. Uh, if you look at his private text messages, it appears that his main concern is making a boatload of money. On his public social media profiles, he makes it appear as if he's this huge patriot uh, when, in fact, his chief concern was getting paid for the diary. And so we provide that nuance. Obviously, we reach out to everybody for comment. I've reached out to every entity. I, I myself, apart from just the Ashley Biden diary, I reached out to pretty much every hooker that was, was on the Biden laptop, along with every drug dealer. Most people told me to F off, but that's one thing our nonprofit did. And it's I'm just the public face of Marco Polo. There's five men behind me who contributed to the... Re <laughs> I would love... Garrett, can I get those? Do you have those on tape? I would love to hear some of those. Uh, hi. I heard you're a $1,500 a night whore and you sleep around with Hunter Biden all, all the damn time and other people in D.C. Um, could you talk about uh, being on Hunter Biden's laptop? Uh, fuck you, Garrett. All right. Just just wanted to get, let you know that you're going to be on the record as a high priced whore. Research. I just I wrote every word, but they contributed to the research. So it's really is really a um, uh, a. a sort of a, a gorilla like group that put this thing together. And it's, it's, I, I think that the thesis, Paul, for anybody watching this tonight is that our group made a report that a congressional subcommittee would love to say they made. It's basically a congressional subcommittee report because we knew that they weren't going to be doing this for the past year. And Trump is out of the White House in through my opinion, fraudulent means. And so I set up this nonprofit to do that. We, we did the report for 140 grand, which is about, you know, one fortieth of, of Judicial Watch's budget. Um, so a little bit off air, we talked about how, you know, the first hundred pages or so of this detail. Couple more minutes of, of this. Check this last, last section out here. Biden's. Uh, mm -hmm. So feel free to talk a little bit about that. But this report does a lot more than that. This report goes into depth of the actual. This is we're supposed to see the actual crimes in this report that you yes. can detail. Like this is illegal, that is illegal, and documented it, evidence. Yeah, go ahead. Feel and free to it, talk about that. Yeah, the number of crimes in uh, the exact wording is 459 violations of state and federal laws and regulations. The that number is a floor. That is that number is. Uh, the, the number that we can absolutely document, not just from the civil litigation standard of preponderance of evidence, but I would feel comfortable arguing to a jury that those are crimes beyond a reasonable doubt because so much of this guy's life was on his iCloud. You know, everything that Hunter did on his phone for a number of years, going back, you know, his email, his photos, that synced via iCloud to his laptop. And so, you know, it's really... Uh, it's really incredible the just sheer amount of data. Now, the the back 100, I shouldn't say back, but the, the first, I would say, I think the influence peddling section starts on page 480. The first 480 pages are broken up into three big sections, business-related crimes, sex-related crimes, and drug-related crimes. And we literally put the venue that the crime occurred in, the date, the, the alleged accomplices, with their names and contact information. <laughs> and then also the statutes themselves. The US code 
and then any state level statutes that are relevant. We literally put it in there. And so everybody can go check our work. And so far, it's only been out for about 36 hours. But so far, we've had over 10,000 downloads of the report. And it's a big file. It's about a gigabyte. It's like a movie from iTunes. We've not had one dispute of a crime. And that's because we were conservative. There's probably more than 500. But I know for sure that there's 459. And to go back to your initial comment about the influence peddling there there's a whole other section it's it's not as important as the documented crimes but there's over 100 pages of influence peddling things that are swampy disgusting uh sort of fat cat tammany hall like but don't reach the level of criminality that we can prove and that's why that's why i was mentioning frank luntz because frank luntz basically tells hunter well you know i know this is not true but you're not a paying client and neither is your brother, Bo Biden, who has since died. And therefore, you know, you're persona non grata to me. So we have it in writing that Frank Luntz literally will only do things for a paycheck, which makes him basically a stripper in the political arena. He's not the only one, bro. <laughs> Garrett's like, um, if, wait a minute, Frank Luntz is just for hire? <laughs> no, I don't think Garrett is that. I think Garrett knows damn well that that um, Frank is just one of many media whores that uh, will, will do any story that you pay them enough money for. Will Summers, the, uh, one of the best of them. So there you go. Um, I I highly suggest if you guys haven't seen this, um, there was a lot of people kind of giving Garrick a lot, Garrett a lot of hard times and this, that, and the other, forget all that. Just listen to the information that's presented and share the information with as many people as you can. I think there's a lot of important stuff that's coming out with regards to this stuff. And people are saying there's not really been a, a bombshell thing or a, you know, a big story haven't looked into this this is a huge story um so we'll see so i'll make sure that i highlight that later on today and great job by garrett and his team at marco polo um and really you know national file i've, I've been highlighting all their stuff uh as much as we can because it seems like nobody else wants to highlight that stuff but there you go there's that garrett with that then we have this which is somewhere here it is as we're running out of time here, so let me hop to this straight to this as we're going to have to kind of speed it up a little bit going into the second half. Thank you, guys. Will Summer, yeah. He's one of the best media whores out there. New York Times. Maggie Haberman is, uh, I think she has multiple badges as whores. Bombshell court order outlines proven government big tech censorship by Tracy Beans on October 23rd. Uh, as you guys saw on Friday with Joe, he highlighted uh, Tracy Bean's work um, on Friday with regards to this lawsuit that dropped, you know, right off course, right as everybody was going home from work, getting stuff done, and, you know, not paying to watch, paying attention to what, what the news was, really. Then this drops. Americans worried about the government conspiring with social media companies to censor their speech aren't conspiracy theorists. It's been proven. <sighs> Just this past Friday, what appears to be one of the only honest judges left in America ordered several key figures to sit for depositions in a court case brought against the federal government by the states of Louisiana and Missouri. Missouri, excuse me. In the case, the states allege that several key bureaucracies in the federal government have conspired with big tech companies to censor free speech on social media platforms. Surprise, shock face. 
I'm going to have to screenshot Joe's shock face and just plop that up on the screen whenever time we, we need it. When the case was filed, the judge granted a very rare expedited discovery. That expedited discovery produced profound results. Now the parties returned to court to ask the judge to force people who wouldn't usually be subject to deposition at all, let alone in an expedited manner, to sit for depositions to get them under oath about what they have done. Well, well, well. The judge granted that request, and his order illuminates a conspiracy that spans almost every government institution in direct contravention of the United States Constitution, and worse than any of us could have really imagined. (sighs) To summarize, we learned on Friday that Anthony Fauci the State Department, CISA, the CDC, the White House, and other government organizations have engaged in unconstitutional and, quite frankly, Orwellian behavior as it has been proven, not alleged, proven, that they acted in this matter. Some gems? The head of CISA has designated your thoughts as critical critical infrastructure within the United States government. The Census Bureau got involved with tracking down people posting what the Ministry of Truth considers mis, dis, or malinformation. CISA is calling your thoughts cognitive infrastructure. And the Census Bureau is somehow assisting the government with censoring facts it doesn't like. Or dehumanizing those that say things they don't like. Those are the only two points of a wide-ranging decision that you absolutely must read. I adopted the column from the thread I did on True Social. Check it out and pray for this judge, Tracy Beans, with a great article here today. I need to highlight some of this stuff. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to zip through it and then drop the article for you guys to share far and wide, please. I promised you a thread in order for this Missouri versus Biden case and all a thread you shall receive. This order is absolutely breathtaking and judges don't often make declarations of fact in a still to be cited case. He did hear some background. Expedited depositions are relatively unheard of. The deposition for federal officials is even more unheard of. They usually don't happen. This will be a long one, and it will take a bit to grab, so a bit to, to get through, so grab a cup of coffee. I'm gonna I'm gonna zip through it as fast as I can, just highlighting the big parts of it. First, understand what the case is about. It alleges that members of the government conspired with and directed social media platforms to censor people and topics they didn't like because of mis- and disinformation. If you want some background, Wendy Mahoney did a great work in Undercover DC here, highlighted another article. The case covers several significant verticals, and while I wish I was a party to the case, Gateway Pundit is represented from the media, so whatever verdict comes in, we can appropriate it to the verticals as we as necessary. They detail the origin of COVID, election integrity, early treatment, Hunter's laptop, and more. Also, you can read who they are requesting expedited deposition from. The head of CISA is included along with Fauci. Fauci has gotten the most attention, but it is bigger than that. First, the judge makes sure to tell everybody how rare and difficult it is to get these burdens of expedited discovery. Top executive department officials should not be absent of extraordinary circumstances, so forth, so on. Number one, Fauci is being disposed at, dispo, deposed as the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. They allege 
He colluded to censor speech about COVID origins. They alleged that he was potentially be behind funding the research to create the virus and that he had a conference call, which resulted in making people and people making statements in medical journals about the origins of COVID. Hold on. It's getting good. Hang in there. Plaintiff also states that Fauci engaged in written and oral communications with Zuckerberg from Facebook about the government's COVID-19 response. <sighs> Of course, anyone surprised? The interesting part, of course, is that it's in a court document now. Then, of course, the plans alleged that Pfizer got into action because of Berenson's speech threatening or, um, science and or Fauci. So they censored Berenson. He was also part of that. We highlighted that here on this channel. The judge tells Fauci that free speech is more important than inconveniencing science. Rob Flaherty's in it as well. The plaintiff had moves to dispose Rob Flaherty. He's the director of the digital strategy for the White House, the minister of truth proverbial. I think he wears a, uh, <laughs> a, a uh, silver wig with a sign on him that says, the Minister of Truth. Plaintiff alleged that Meta worked with uh, Flaherty to censor speech based on Orwellian directives. Andrew Slavitz also in the case. He's the White House Senior Advisor for COVID-19. He led the charge for censoring speech on social media platforms. Then, of course, you have Jim Psaki, the, call, the follow-back girl. She's in there for a multitude of reasons, but the plaintiff's moved to dispose uh, uh, Pasaki on that as well as Saki, the Saki Saki. You shouldn't be banned from one platform and not others. She actually said this out loud in a press conference. Plaintiffs further argued that along with these statements, Saki also demanded robust strategies for social media companies to enforce censorship of harm from harmful posts. This was right after I highlighted some work and she did a, she flat out said that she should, she should be, people should be banned for speech they don't like. Elvis Chan's in there as well from the Hunter Biden laptop story. Because, of course, that that had to be censored as well because we didn't want to influence the election of truth. God forbid the public learned the truth about the Bidens and being bought and paid for puppets of China. Can't have that truth out there, can we, FBI? Jen Easterly's also in it, the director of CISA, as part of the Department of Homeland Security. Think about this. CISA is designating your thoughts and speech as the most important form of U.S. infrastructure, cognitive infrastructure. They've weaponized or they've uh, turned my brain into cognitive infrastructure. Yikes. I feel sorry for the government. Lauren Protentis. She's the membership of the, she's part of the CISA group that, uh, is part of the mail and misinformation MDM team, the quick reaction force that uh, shouts down the truth whenever it needs to be blocked. Vivek Murthy's also in it. COVID-19, Dr. Murthy publicized, uh, crit criticized tech companies as well as others. Uh, Cindy, Carol Y. Crawford from the chief of digital media branch of the public affairs within the CDC. The head literally worked with the Census Bureau to identify people she deemed to be spreading misinformation. She organized BOLO calls to target people. Emails with employees at Twitter, Meta, Google, YouTube, and other social media platforms as well. Working with the Census Bureau to target people. I'm not making this shit up. 
People keep saying I make shit up, but I'm not. Daniel Kimmage, also the acting coordinator for Global Engagement Center at the State Department, because, of course, the State Department has, has to have a say in what speech is allowed and what isn't. In conclusion, and my thoughts are these from Tracy Beans, this lawsuit has already proven and exposed a wide-ranging conspiracy to censor Americans for what government considers wrong think. They shrouded in noble causes. They pretended it is for the greater good sometimes, but there is legitimately no time ever, especially under our God-given rights protected by the Constitution, that our government can do this. This is one of the reasons why I stated that even the Disinformation Governance Board was disbanded. It didn't matter. Of course, it disbanded. It was in the public. Tracy will keep following this. And for more specifics of this case... You like the goodies, sis? <laughs> Some goodies for you. I'll, I'll tell you about them when I finally get a chance to actually have a phone conversation with you, which I've been trying to do for about three weeks now. Uh, so when we have that conversation, I'll tell you about them. Love you, sis. Do me a favor. Spread that Uncovered DC article far and wide. That should have been the biggest story throughout the weekend. And, of course, it was the most censored story from the weekend. Coming to us from Britain where they are the leading trend in gender dysphoria common sense, apparently. We have to look to our British friends across the pond, Denise, for some common sense on gender dysphoria, as the National Health Service has decided that gender dysphoria in teens could be a transient phase. Oh, you think? You think it could be a teen going through, you know, puberty and changes in their body and confused about what's happening to their body? And it could just be a phase as part of them growing into who they are as a man or a woman or a boy or a man. Holy common sense, Batman. Coming to us from the National Health Service, it's hitting the brakes hard on the gender social contagion to the point it's discouraging puberty blocking center, uh, social gender af affirmation. Excuse me. The proposals say that new clinical research approach will, uh, for younger children, reflect evidence that in most cases, gender encouragements incongruence doesn't does not persist into adolescence sorry i'm having a hard time speaking and doctors should be mindful this is this might be a transient phase oh huh europe is pushing back against the ideological gender affirming care and permanently altering the bodies of children and adolescents as joe biden goes all in transient phase no shit Sherlock oh man what a world are you fucking kidding me All right, you should be back. Hit the refresh. <laughs> Can't talk about gender stuff. Don't you dare talk about gender dys dysphoria.
the mental health problem and the child abuse that is this gender dysphoria garbage coming from our government. Hit that refresh. Let me know you're out there. Can I get a five by five? Refresh, please. Good to go. All right. It is child abuse. And while you have the Census Bureau targeting people who dare speak the truth about gender dysphoria and the truth about COVID, you also have the Census Bureau influencing elections, as we talked about before. And now a GOP representative has highlighted it as well. Ten minutes left. Why is it that every deep state bureaucrats or the mistakes seem to favor Democrats and dis disadvantaged Republicans in the census? Texas Representative Roy Nails is one of the only ones who heard the, uh, the uh, outcry that the Census Bureau manipulated a bunch of bullshit and it may um, affect elections. And finally, somebody is highlighting this as... The Census Bureau depraved Texas of at least one electoral vote and gave the GOP the shaft in nine other states, too. We've talked about that before, but now that is finally getting some highlighted out there as well. Robert Mueller empowered the FBI to take out presidents, protesters, and pro-life dads. Huh. I was told Robert Mueller was a white hat playing the game. I'll save this one, but a, a good article in uh, The Federalist today about how Robert Mueller targeted innocent people. If you've looked into it, you would know. The Daily Mail had an article about Garrick Ziegler today as well. Joe Biden was complicit in, leads in six alleged white-collar crimes, including tax evasion, non-public info for financial gain, illegally utilizing his alias email, and others, as the Daily Mail has been highlighted that today as well. Figured I'd just let you guys know there's several articles out there highlighting Garrick Ziegler and Marco Polo's great work as well. A New York judge delivers a blow to Democrats, plans to use COVID emergency as indefinite excuse for mail-in ballots. Kyle Becker highlighting this one just a few minutes ago. As a New York judge delivers a massive blow to states that intend to use COVID emergency as justification for mail-in ballots. Saratoga Supreme Court Justice Diane Freestone dismantled the Democrat Party's attempt to make practice permanent. The petitioners and the plaintiffs have raised a serious and legitimate challenge to the constitutionality of an act by the New York State Legislature to extend and expand absentee voting as the New York statute is now thrown up back in their face. Good news for sure. And the work of great patriots highlighting this stuff is finally getting some... Uh, you know, they're finally getting some results. Congratulations to everyone in New York trying to do what they can there. Biden administration spending $1 million to research misinformation and confidence in vaccines. Of course they are. And Ted Cruz ripped the view. I don't know if you guys saw that. But, uh, yeah, so they spent a $1 million to help uh, silence people like me. <laughs> To shadow ban me on on social media for telling you the truth about COVID. They spent they've raised a bunch of money for that. Oh man. There's your taxpayer dollars at work. Congratulations, all your hard work. Hey shop girl, hope all is well. Alex Jones gets what he always wanted. In conducting its overreach, the government has solidified its hands 
in the minds of millions of American patriots and populists the world over the very message Joan, Jones has been spreading. InfoWars founder Alex Jones has finally been forced to pay for his conspiracy theories. The jury levied civil damages of $965 million, and under appeal it will be less, but we'll see about the Sandy Hook so forth. Few are willing to defend Jones' remarks about Sandy Hook, and for good reason. His abhorrent mischaracterizations may have inculcated in his large audience such asinine st- sentiments. Jones is receiving measures of accountability for polluting the public discourse, and some invite this ruling are welcome to development. But absent leftist screeches, is Jones an outlier? Why does our judicial system not hold to similar account other media figures caught spreading lies to the masses with blood on its hands the way our mainstream media does? An honest question that should be asked. While the left and many, even all over the country, celebrate the slamming of, of Alex Jones, where is the calls for a million dollars, billion dollars lawsuit on CNN or MSDNC or the three-letter agency uh, uh, news agencies? Nothing out there on that front. When will media officials who heralded America's pointless invasion of Iraq laundering dubious intel to manipulate the masses, when will they be held accountable? How about the shove of September 11th and the falsities around then being shoved on the throats of America? How about Russiagate? How about the rest? I'll wait. As our Justice Department has been weaponized, obviously, against anybody who speaks out. Do we have a First Amendment left in this country? It's an honest question to ask, is it not? The FCCED today, ex-Tokyo Games executive slapped with a fourth arrest uh, warrant over bribery. Um, so Tokyo Games, so more Olympic scandal stuff. Well, we, we already knew that the Olympics was just a money laundering scam. What what else is new? Uh, AT&T settles a criminal bribery case. Eh, that's about it. Nothing over there. Let's check out checking with the Department of Justice to see if they figured out justice. Uh, what we did was is we we planted some agents and we set a trap, and now we we're going to arrest these people for this trap. Okay, thanks. Thank you for your speech. Let us know when you hear more on Conic Meathead. Flex Flex Steel Industries agree to pay cleanup of Lane groundwater containment. Good stuff there. Former Department of State employee pleads guilty to engaging in illicit sexual conduct in the Philippines. Hmm. Dean Edward Chavez, Chavez serving in a U.S. embassy in Philippines from 2017 to 2021. He had multiple minors over the Internet where he met them and the rest. thought it was illegal in the Philippines. Psychologist convicted of a healthcare fraud scheme. Hey, can we talk more about psychologists and therapists and healthcare fraud schemes and over-medicating our public? Many of our men, and especially our middle-aged women, are being over-medicated right now, and I want to protest it. I want to file an official protest. Not just this one here, this psychologist convicted of a healthcare fraud scheme, but others. This guy is in Chicago. We need to have a lookout for this. Can we have our Justice Department look into this more? I'll wait. (laughs) 
Another two hours flying by. What's good, guys? Thanks for hanging out today. I love you guys, man. That's what we do. We cover what no one else, in theory, what most aren't covering. Insider Paper has an Orthodox Jewish school in New York pay a million dollar, $8 million fine. Uh, let's see. Sauce and Effect over there. New shows over there on Badlands Media live at uh, at 4 right when we went live. Garrick Ziegler, Fauci has the frame and the arm of a fourth grade girl. <laughs> nice. Check out Badlands Media when you guys get time. Those uh, uh, John's doing a great job of bringing together a bunch of great minds over there. Great, Good, good job for him for doing that. Cat the Great, Katie Hobbs' twin sister. Really? Hmm. Really? General Flynn has a new Instagram out there with this. Uh, Archbishop Vaganio with some new words of wisdom out there today as well. Um, everybody want to talk about Elon Musk being a white hat, black hat, Putin asset, uh, Russian globalist asset, anti-globalist asset. All you need to know about Elon is very simple. Elon cares about money, cares about money and himself. It's really quite simple. It's, it really is that simple. Thanks, guys, for hanging out with me today and for earlier today during the press conference. I appreciate it very much. A bunch of great content creators over there on the Foxhole.app for the rest of the evening tonight, fighting for the Republic, R4 Sense, Season Pixels Live right now, We the People Radio, FOMO TV, G Morty, a bunch of others, Red Pill Project, Bitcoin Ben, uh, Pete Santilli just went live, as well as others. Um, Average Joe Patriot, 10 Central tonight, Speak Uneasy, Better Lately, DSN, Many others, all kinds of great content creators going to be live over there on the Foxhole.app, so check that out when you guys get time. I appreciate you all very much. Thank you guys for the 8286 Gold Pills. Man, you guys are amazing. You guys are amazing. Thank you all so much over there at the Foxhole.app for all the support, love, and prayers. Da Daisy Chains, Popcorn Q, uh, KH Farmer, Daisy Chains, Ranger Billy, Liberty Bells, Alicia, Creative Writer, J-Bell, Salty Nuts, Unchained, Toria, who cares? It goes on and on. Average Joe, Belush, Karen Hare, Alicia. Much love. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Ben Q, Lurkin, Dale. You guys are awesome. Thank you all. Tori, thank you for the kind words and the rest of you guys. Enjoy your gold pill scratch-offs. I appreciate you all very much. Everyone over there on Rumble, thank you for the uh, for the shout-outs and for the plus buttons over there. J JD Rish, DJ Camp, Chris, and Politius. Thank you guys for all the work you guys do. Glenn, Helios. Kelly's out there hanging out. Much love, Kelly. AJ's in the house. Sasha's launcher. Much others out there over there on the Rumble hanging out as well. DJ Camp, much love. You guys have a great evening tonight. I hope you guys have a blessed evening. Jane Z, Johnny B. Jim's in the house over there lurking as well. Thanks, guys, for being out there today. Much love to you all. Twitch Promote 3 with a new follow as well as Hollywood Fish. Z Patriot Jim, thanks, guys, for being out there. Thanks for the kind words. Patriot Lady Jane. UK Patriot, all you guys across the pond that lurk and listen all the time, much love to you guys. God bless you. Who me? Z, much love. All you guys out there. I hope you guys have a great evening. And with that, I want to say much love and God bless you all. See you guys back here for tomorrow for another edition of Uncensored Abe. I hope you stay with me. We'll keep bringing you guys what you need to hear. Have a great evening. And with that, God bless.
Treat the word impossible as nothing more than motivation. Relish the opportunity to be an outsider. Embrace that label. Being an outsider is fine. Embrace the label. Because it's the outsiders who change the world and who make a real and lasting difference.